three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. This is Nuclear Knowledge. Production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Welcome to another exciting episode of Nuclear Knowledge, a weekly show of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, where we are advancing peace, promoting stability, and helping you to think deterrent. The views of the host are her own. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nuclear Knowledge. I'm your host, Robin Hutchins, and today's episode is all about showcasing the nuclear deterrence workforce. As someone who is part of this community, it is my goal to inform younger folks of their options and inspire them to follow a similar path. Additionally, for those more career-advanced listeners, I also hope that this deeper dive into the workforce that perhaps you maybe aren't as familiar with will better allow you to understand the experience early and career folks are hoping to pursue so that recruitment and retention can strengthen. Furthermore, it is my hope that through this conversation, we all recognize the importance of supportive and nuclear sector as a whole, whether that be from academia, the private industry, to the government sector, because strong academics, whether that be the students themselves or the research they participate in, directly impact, positively impacts the strength of the private sector. And when our private sector does well, our national deterrent thrives. That's one of the great benefits of our capitalistic economy here in the U.S. Before we dive into the specifics, let me give a brief um, overview of my background. I'm a fourth year nuclear engineering PhD candidate at Kansas State University and hoping to defend my PhD this July. I previously received my bachelor's in mechanical engineering in 2019 and recently received my master's in security studies. In specializing in both the technical field and understanding the policy aspects of nuclear deterrence, I've been able to understand both sides of the coin, you know, the technical and the policy side. Based on my own experience, I would really encourage folks to explore both sides of the coin also and begin to see the whole picture of deterrence because it really is rewarding to understand the intimate connection between the technical and the policy side. It makes the conversation easier when you can speak both languages, but especially as an engineer, I can design the most effective system if I truly understand what the application and the goal of the system is and really optimize it. So throughout my journey, I really have benefited greatly from this link between academia, the private sector, and nuclear deterrence. While the nuclear deterrence sector is often associated with with the military, as Jim previously highlighted, it benefits greatly from the expertise and research conducted in academic institutions that I have been able to participate in. As an undergraduate, I was able to work um, in about 2016 with a group called the Semiconducting Materials and Radiological Technology Laboratory as an undergraduate here at Kansas State University um, on a ditch refunded wearable radiation detector project. And so I learned so much and got the hands-on research um, experience and was able to learn directly from the nuclear engineers that were the primary researchers on the project. And so what was really great about that project is as soon as I graduated with my bachelor's, I was able to come on full-time as a PhD student working on the next generation of that wearable detector device. And so when our group started that project, we started a collaboration with a small private industry company called Radiation Detection Technologies. And so they specialize in manufacturing semiconductor technologies for um, neutron detection, gamma detection, things like that. And then in addition, we added a government contracting uh, partner, Alliant Technologies. And so with 
of being awarded that contract, we were able to bring the next generation of this wearable detector device to fruition. And so I'm not gonna ramble on too much about my PhD work, but um, in summary, my area of specialty is radiation detection. And so my project was called the Area Radiation Gamma and Neutron Origin, Origin Telemetry System, or Argonaut for short, um, just because we didn't wanna have to say that whole thing every single time we spoke about the system. So for you, the, for you out there that are microbiology buffs and know a lot about octopuses, you would know that the Argonaut is an, a very interesting species of octopus out in the Great Blue Sea. It's a very elusive species, and researchers have really tried hard to understand the species. Um, and because it's so elusive, have really struggled to do this. But from what they've gathered is it's a really intelligent species of octopus that um, is highly capable, highly intelligent. And so that's being the namesake for our device, our detector system. We try to emulate that in our technology. And so we really implemented state-of-the-art detectors, uh, both gamma and neutron-capable detectors, um, to aid a uh, forest, whether that be in the United States or elsewhere in the world, to perform spectroscopy, gamma and neutron detection, locate sources, and then identify those sources. Um, so this collaboration between academia and the private industry brings together a diverse range of knowledge, cutting edge research and practical applications that directly contribute to our deterrence capabilities. In this particular project, that technology was delivered to DITRA um, to supply, like I said, forces somewhere in the world to aid in counterproliferation efforts. So part of my work from academia in a government contractor role has enabled me to contribute to the advancement of nuclear technologies such as fundamental research at Idaho National Laboratory, where we were developing an artificially intelligent spectroscopy software. And that software was able to look at a spectrum, be able to take what would have taken a um, human spectroscopist 10 years to develop and become develop the expertise to become as good as they were to that day. And within seconds, look at a spectrum and with greater efficiency and uh, accuracy, identify the sources in that spectrum and identify the scenario it came from um, and all of the parameters surrounding it. And so that system is currently flying on the International Space Station on computer too. Additionally, I've been able to contribute to the practical implementation of innovative solutions at the Kansas City National Security Campus where the non-nuclear components of nuclear weapons are designed, manufactured, assembled, and tested. Being part of that unique stage in our nuclear deterrence posture showed me the intricate planning and details of our nuclear stockpile that are considered sometimes as far as 50 years in advance. And that's something that I, as a private citizen, had never even realized. And I think that's one piece that um, perhaps private citizens and those throughout our nuclear deterrence community um, should be aware of. Lastly, I think one of the most important roles I've had in supporting the nuclear complex has been developing the next generation of talent as a teaching assistant. My advisor believes that it's very important for his graduate students to be in the classroom, delivering lectures, facilitating laboratories, and just answering students' questions to really solidify our confidence um, in our area specialty. And from my experience, when you're in the room of many, many students looking directly at you and they ask you a challenging question, you're very motivated from the beginning to learn your area very well so you can answer these questions confidently. Academic institutions provide fundamental education and research opportunities by nurturing these academic and private sector collaborative partnerships. And when we do this, we create a pipeline of skilled professionals who are equipped to address the complex challenges 
in nuclear deterrence that we face today. To the leaders and to the decision makers listening, I urge you to recognize the immense value that collaboration between academia and the private sector brings to nuclear deterrence. By fostering partnerships and providing resources for joint research initiatives, we can harness the collective power of knowledge, innovation, and practical expertise to enhance our deterrence capabilities. Investing in these collaborations not only strengthens our national security, but propels scientific and technological advancements. And to the aspiring professionals out there, I want to inspire you to consider a career path in the nuclear complex that encompasses academia, the private sector, or the defense deterrence sector. Embrace the opportunities available in the technical and policy realm and actively seek collaborations that bridge the gap between theory and practice. By combining academic excellence with practical experience, you can make a significant contribution to our nation's national security and shape the future of nuclear deterrence. Thank you for listening to today's Nuclear Knowledge Show. I hope you learned something new and valuable about deterrence. Nuclear Knowledge is a production of NIDS, a 501c3 organization dependent upon donations to provide this podcast. Every donation helps this and many other deterrence-related activities happening and helps to bring about awareness of the peacekeeping values of U.S. strength and our national deterrence. This podcast is produced weekly and each episode is released on Monday. If you enjoyed this show, check out our other podcast, The Nuclear View. You can catch it in all of our podcasts at thinkdeterrence.com. I thank our producer, Kimberly Charrington, our sponsors, and all the amazing members of the National Institute for Deterrence Study for making this podcast possible. Stay tuned till next week for another exciting and informative nuclear knowledge. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies.